Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite place to eat breakfast. Your girlfriend's bed? Your girlfriend's bed. What the hell? It's a metaphorical yeah. your, not your girlfriend's. Well, the royal your? Yeah, the royal your. The royal your. The royal york. Uh, <laughs> what a rush. This uh, is what's, what's content <laughs> sewer. No, this is uh, Talking Dead. Wait, is Walking Wait. Dead still on TV? They still got it. Does that show still exist? Okay, I believe... No, so Walking Dead is done, right? The, okay. the show, the original Walking Dead show is done. Yeah. But they're doing spinoffs. For who? Michonne? No, I mean, and, like, for what audience? Oh, I don't... Fuck if I know. The people that watch like, 10 seasons of The Fucking Walking Dead, I can't tell you. My daughter... I, actually, Ariel's getting really into Walking Dead right now, so I'm making fun of my daughter right now. Don't tell her. That's crazy. What a coincidence. But didn't... So at one point, they had... They were the, it was the most watched show on TV at one point, right? They had like 16, 17 million people watching it. But didn't it drop from that to like... They were barely scraping 1 million the last few years or some shit? You're... I don't know. I don't I, pay that close to attention. I, that, I didn't, that news article didn't crumb across my desk. Yeah. The first part, yes. I, I know that at one point they were going the big gangbusters. No matter yeah. what they did... They're like, hey, we're just going to spend 27 episodes at a farm <laughs> jacking each other off over zombies, and people are going to love it. That was like even the second season before it got hella popular, I think. That's I think as far as I made it. <laughs> I think it didn't blow up until like after that. But yeah, I could have sworn it was like, I don't know, by like the fourth or fifth season or something, they were like, oh yeah, no one's watching this shit anymore. But that, they, made, they already had, they had like two spinoffs already. Didn't yeah. they? Like they had like the yeah, that, this, one of the spinoffs is still on, right? Like the Beware of the Walking Dead or some shit. Oh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, is that still on? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's crazy. That's like uh, coincidentally, because Daniel Day Kim is in this movie we watched. Yeah. Where, uh, the Good Doctor randomly, uh, people found out about the TV show The Good Doctor, which uh, apparently millions of people watch this show. I had no idea it existed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it does. I I see commercials for it when I watch basketball. It seems like mm. uh, one of those shows old people would like, but I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean it's on CBS, so like you know, yeah, that's yeah. watching it. Damn, I'm good. <laughs> I guess like yeah. I, already, I subconsciously see it. they say it's on CBS, so I'm like, oh yeah, this is yeah. for old people. Yeah, I guess like I don't know. All week, people on Twitter were, I guess, had found out that it existed because yeah, they're probably watching basketball playoffs with me. Millions of people watch it, but. Do they? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's just like what was the there's all those there's all those damn cop shows. It's all old folks. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I have no idea what's going on on TV anymore. Like uh I think like 30 Rock was the last time I watched, you know, like a major TV show. I think that's Ooh. probably about when I checked out. I'm trying to think. I was like it's not going to get any better than this. And as far as I know it didn't. <laughs> oh, so I watched Better Call Saul. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't. I kind of watched that more on Netflix, and then like the first season, I watched episode by episode, and then I in the last season, then I did, but not not any of the other ones. Mm. So I don't know how you classify that. I don't know. I just don't know what's going on on TV. There's people that watch Walking Dead. There's there's pe- tons of people who are watching Breaking Bad at some point, apparently. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A whole bunch of them. <laughs> 
God, your way to watch a TV show? That's crazy to me. You just download all of them at the same time if you want to watch them. I don't know what you're talking about. I straight up like don't I have my list of like TV shows that I like is like maybe like six. Right? It's They're like all weird drama. Korean variety shows. Oh, I mean, I guess yeah. For some reason, I wasn't even considering those TV shows because those are just shit I put on when I'm working out. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, like you know, scripted television. It's like Simpsons, Futurama, King of the Hill, Venture Brothers, Thirty Rock. Uh, uh, that might be it. Whatever, it doesn't Um, matter. Lots of people love TV. I guess you know they they watch uh, they got the shows on there. They got their stories. Yeah, you get it. I watch movies all the time. I just like um, movies are cool because uh, the, the story gets completed, you know? I mean, most of the time. But I don't watch <laughs> the movies where the story doesn't get completed. <laughs> I don't like those movies either. You know I mean, I don't like uh, want, I don't want to invest myself <laughs> into someone else's art that much. You know what I mean? Like to have to care well, about it long term. Uh, yeah, also, it gets to the point. I mean, some of those shows aren't really, They're, at a certain point, aren't really art, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, or uh, they like some of the art is really stripped away. I know they're not; they're still art. It's just that they're le- <laughs> there's less substance there than there. Uh, yeah, they're a low form of art, like uh, a video game. <laughs> video game. Uh, like I wouldn't go game. that low, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. The Last of Us is also a hit TV that's, show. That's an episode of Walking Dead. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, this isn't actually Talking Dead because I don't think that exists anymore. But, no, Chris Maybe. Hardwick's gonna do a sh- another show, right? He's gonna bring back that other show he had now on also on CBS. Hey, I don't know. He's a nerd. Content sewer brought to you by CBS. Oh, they'll never put us on CBS. I have too many inflammatory opinions. Uh, yeah, Content Sewer. We actually review Netflix films, but first I'll review um other films. Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's oh, actually yeah. a pretty good movie. It was a fun movie. I like that movie. It has the problems of like all like tentpole blockbuster films where it's way too quippy. It undercuts the tension and the characterization and like emotional beats a little bit too often for me. Characters are a little flat, a little shallow. None of them really have any arc in it, really. There's like the wizard kid who has like the strongest character arc, but even that's like, you know. I could have written that in like third grade, probably. <laughs> but otherwise, um, yeah, I mean, like the the chemistry, that all the performance is good. Chemistry is good. There's a lot of really interesting um, practical effects, character design. I like the design of the fat dragon. Oh yeah, when he popped up, I'm like, oh man, I love this kid. Bad CG, but that sequence with the druid girl, um, the CG and stuff kind of sucks. But like the. Uh, the way they shot it was nice. Yeah, the camera movements and it's there, you know, like they actually filmed sets and stuff. Like there's actual in camera stuff going on with, and you know, they actually inserted CG into it, but it's still like, you know, they, they did all the camera tracking and like the, the choreography for the camera and it's all really good. It's not like a Marvel movie or the new Transformers movie where it's all just animated right there in an animated world and they're animated beings and. You know I mean, it's a stark difference. So I actually thought it was pretty good, um, especially in the sort of climate we exist in now for major features like that, where they are just kind of trash and, like, not fun trash. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons, yeah, it's a heartless cash grab or whatever, but, it, you know, it was fun. Movies, heartless cash grabs used to be 
good movies, you know, like Jurassic Park. You know? <laughs> yeah. Used to, I, they used to be good no, at the no, same time. There was time. a lesson or something. <laughs> they used to be good at the same time, but not too often anymore. Dungeons and Dragons got a little bit of that going on. I liked it quite a bit. Um, hopefully, it made enough money that they can make more, I guess. Uh, I don't think if they're going to do a sequel, it doesn't necessarily need to be the same actors and characters. I think it'd be interesting if. A Dungeons and Dragons well, film series was more of an anthology. I think like they would even adventures. go one further and do it in a completely different world than uh, than Favorite. Different setting. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Forgotten because Realms. It's the Forgotten Realms, right? I forgot. Well, they they had forgotten they, already. They name drop all the famous places like Neverwinter and Baldur's Gate yeah, and it's the Forgotten Storm Realms, Coast. Right? And stuff. Yeah. Sword Coast. Don't call this Sword, Sword Coast. Coast, yeah. What's the Storm Coast from? I don't remember. Wouldn't some um, other fantasy? <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Also, Evil Dead Rise is okay. It was alright. Uh, everyone was going nuts over it. I haven't watched it yet, though. Well, I've ride. mentioned it before on the podcast. I'm not a huge Sam, Sam Raimi guy. Oh, or man. don't like Evil Dead that much. And the things that I do like about Evil Dead 1 and 2, what, yeah, to, good, what makes them cool to me, yeah, is they effects sh- and shoestring budget. Like the craft and problem solving and the amount of experimentation and success they were able to pull out of such small, low budget films <clears throat> is uh, inspiring and amazing to watch, right? So now that it's like a franchise, it, that, they're not going to ever recapture that again because, yeah, it's being made with a relatively small budget compared to a lot of other movies. But it's not ever, you know what I mean? It's not ever going to be the same spirit or ethos that created the original Evil Deads. So that aspect that I like from Evil Dead, we're not ever going to see that again. Um, I mean, there's a lot, some cool splatter stuff in it, right? Which is fun. Some goofy eyeball torture stuff because Sam Raimi. The performance from like the uh, female lead who becomes the main deadite is like really good. It's like really physical and interesting. You know, it's just like all franchise shit now where I don't give a fuck about the lore of Evil Dead. Like, that is not intriguing to me at all to learn more about the Necronomicon. or Yeah. And, like, they don't hammer I mean, it too much in if- this one, but it's, like, still, I don't know. And it's, it's bookended by scenes at a cabin that aren't connected to the rest of the story. You know what I mean? It's just, like... The pro- it's the same problem I mentioned before, like with TV shows or cinematic universes and blah, blah, blah. Like, I um, don't care about someone else's creation. I don't think anyone's ever created a world interesting enough for me that I'm obsessed with inhabiting it or thinking about it continually, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I, um, I like uh, imagining my own shit, I guess. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of people that are... Trapped. Yeah, I prefer to maladaptive dream about myself. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah, it is like maladaptive. Like, um, they're like locked into franchises and consumer products, and like it captures like their day to day life. And like, I've just like never had that impulse within me. Maybe really young, like with the X Men or Godzilla. Blah, blah, you know what I mean? But yeah, like, I mean, I think when we used to play action figures, there's a little bit of that in there, but but it was still. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just like now for at least the last, I don't know, 20 years of my life, I've like not had that impulse. Like I want to make my own shit. I don't want to 
be beholden yeah. to any other, you know. And even like if like, you could go live in any fantasy world, that's always like a really. I'm like, oh, that's a depressing question, you know. What would it be? I'm like, I don't know, fucking Sesame Street. Leave me alone. Yeah. Well, even uh, to even go hang out, Bert and Ernie. Yeah, even like starker reality that you know, like sometimes you'll hang around people that are like hella into space stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, but space stuff in like the way like uh, like TV shows. No, I mean TV shows tell you to be. Oh, kind of. But I yeah, people are just really into like oh, just imagine what's out there and and, yeah, and to me even that to me is like I don't give a fuck. It's all happening here on Earth. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that. There's not people out there in space. I don't give a fuck about what's going on in space. <laughs> you don't know there could be people out there. Yeah, but they're not like yeah, hanging out. We, for all we know, for all we know, there's as many life uh, is very frequent in space. Also, we could also be the only people uh, that exist in the universe. Each are just as likely statistically because yeah. we have no other way of me- we have no measurements other than ourselves. Yeah, but it's also it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not releasing like fucking hardcore punk albums that i can hear you know what i mean none of that shit's <laughs> happening in space it all happens here everyone i know lives here on earth i don't give a fuck what's going on in space fucking stop climate change god damn it <laughs> i don't give a fuck about going to mars <laughs> dumb piece of shit i want to live here on earth we got gorillas and shit well uh, not for long uh anyhow content sewer netflix original films um i'm tigers kyle I've also been, uh, I found someone on YouTube um, has a bunch of uh, Shinji Somai's movies with English subtitles on them, uh, which are really hard to find in the West, so I've been watching those. Uh, everyone, watch Typhoon Club. It's the most depressing anti-coming-of-age movie I've ever seen, and it's beautiful. I love everything about it. Did you say anti-coming-of-age movie? Yeah, because, you know what I mean? It has, like, sort of the hallmarks and trappings of a coming-of-age film. You know, it's sure. about... Uh, high school kids and a typhoon comes through and they're trapped at their school and it's just like about the you know social pressures they're facing as they're coming into adulthood you know coming of age shit but like the thesis of the movie and a lot of Shinji Somai's movies are like actually being adult is bullshit all the adults you know are bullshits it's better to uh, just die young if you can (laughs) it's like (laughs) I I was with you until the last part (laughs) (laughs) i was like you know what shinji somebody you're right um yeah you know i like the way you go at the problem i just don't know if i like your solution (laughs) yeah uh, so far typhoon club is my favorite but um he also his very first movie um sailor suit and a machine gun is a little bit up my alley too it really stands out from the rest of his filmography because the rest of his filmography really is exploring like um what it means to like transition into adulthood and you know like bigger ideas where sailor suit machine gun is Is it um, about a sailor suit machine gun it's a high a high school girl um becomes the leader of a yakuza gang yep <laughs> you know what I mean? it stands out kind of a stark difference between the other ones but it's pretty good it's real like um much you more get, like a sword uh, or an axe or something like a like a blade weapon knife long knife no she's got a machine gun yeah, but it's not, you also put some close work, you know? She does do some sword stuff in it. Okay, hey, I do it. <laughs> it's the Japanese exploitation territory. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> um, but yeah, check it out, Shinji Somai. I'm I'm really into Shinji Somai right now. That's like my thing. Um, 
And I just said I don't invest anything. I wish, I, wish I could lives. live in a sailor suit machine gun. Yeah, I wish, man, I fucking wish Japan was real. <laughs> I, that's the fantasy world I want to live in, Japan. <laughs> I got some good news for you. Well, and some bad news. <clears throat> um, Rider Strike, huh? Yeah. It's not Still a fucking yet. Still going, huh? I guess so. Uh, I saw uh, this is great news, but also unfortunate news for some of the um, opinions we've shared on this podcast. Uh, uh, the Duffer Brothers, the, the Stranger Things guys, um, have shut down production in support of the Writers Guild. Yeah, I mean, great, but fuck them, <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> Why would you do a, a cool thing when you guys suck? I'm a, I mean, like, I'll give them props for doing a cool thing. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate their... their all of their work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first season of Stranger Things is pretty good, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's a nice little breath of fresh air on Netflix. I, 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 point, I believe the, the original idea is going to be sort of an anthology, and they, sh- they should have gone with that. That would have been pretty cool. It's going to be interesting, though, um, with the delay in production. What are these oh, kids yeah. going to look like when they come back? <laughs> <laughs> what are these gremlins? They're going to have turned into adults. Well, they've managed to actually do a real life version of it. Yeah, I think that they must be do, like going to do a time jump, right? Oh, they have to at this point, right? I Yeah, because you can't like just kayfabe it. Like, oh, <laughs> man, we're finally in our senior year of high school, and they're like 30 years old. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Jonathan, what's wrong with your back? <laughs> <laughs> My knees—they don't work so good anymore. It's from all the time in the <laughs> upside down. Oh, also, our, our names are Tigers, Kyle and Sean. Your name's not really Tigers, Kyle. It is. Yeah. I changed it legally. No, you didn't. You're too yeah. lazy. Tigers, much too lazy. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty hard to be trans <laughs> for a lot of reasons, but also the man. paperwork. Oh. <laughs> oh, the bureaucracy. Oh, I probably. I guess I just stay Kyle. <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah, I've met a female Kyle, so it could work. Kyle James sounds a little thing. porny, though. Well, all right, that's <laughs> that's kind of bad Kind of bad I mean, I guess Sean works as a female name too. Huh. If you think about it, a lot of names really do. If you expand your mind a little bit, except for like Bob. Yeah, like the real boring English ones don't seem to work. Well, let's look at some of the cast of our the movie you watched this week, Always Be My Maybe. Oh, Randall, wow, weird transition. Well, <laughs> I'm talking about their names. So Randall Park's in it. Randall does... I don't think I... Yeah, I don't know. Girl Randall. Randall. James, Randy. nah. Uh, Keanu. Yeah, there's not, not too many good options, actually, in the cast of the film we watched. Alright, content sewer. Let's get into it. Always be my maybe. A little bit of a little bit what of a romance. It's still a dumb title. It's, it's a reference to Mariah Carey song, right? Yeah, what you gives a shit. Mariah Carey rules. Yeah, I, I, I'm no one's saying anything about Mariah Carey here. Oh, I think it's um a really good title for this movie, particularly uh, it being an unnecessary reference to Mariah Carey that doesn't play into the plot at all. Uh-huh. Um, and this film, um doesn't really have anything interesting to say either you know what i mean i think they work in conjunction really well because uh it's like an unnecessarily pun it's unnecessary pun so they think they're being clever right and then they made this movie thinking they're being clever 
And it's also unnecessary. <laughs> Representation is good and all that, but um, why would you just do make the same romantic comedy that there's like 50 of? I mean, isn't that all romantic comedies really are? It's just there's I guess there's so. a million of the same ones, and there's always like ten standouts. You know, everybody remembers the great ones, but there's there's a boatload of ones that are just like that's the same one I've seen before. But right? like a lot, a lot of them start some stuffy English dude. Yeah, I guess this is, this is a big step out, a step up from having to see Hugh Grant. Exactly. Although he he was in Dungeons and Dragons, hmm. and I hated him. <laughs> Disgusting. It's Hugh Grant. Not because of his uh, previous publicized sexual proclivities. I don't think there's. I don't have a problem with that at all. I just because he's British. Ugh, gross. <laughs> British man. Did you see the portrait of King Charles? <laughs> he sucks. He's a piece of. He's a real piece of shit. Uh, so everyone assumed that Sasha and Marcus would wind up together, except for Sasha and Marcus. Reconnecting after 15 years, the two start to wonder, maybe? Marcus is a Korean-American. Sasha, Vietnamese-American. Where would they live in America, you think? Hmm? What would be uh, a good place? <laughs> maybe um, the San Francisco Bay Area? <laughs> And they do. They live in the city somehow, even though this presumably is like the mid-90s because these two actors are around our ages, right? So when they were... I think it's 2003 when they're right out of high school, right? Right. But when yeah, they're so when the movie first starts and they're exactly youngsters, right? So we're 96, 95, mm-hmm. 97, right. right? They don't really say what her parents do for work. But uh, Randall's father is um like a air conditioning, yeah, HVAC guy. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, how did they afford to live in the city? In even back then in the nineties, I know people are well aware of how expensive San Francisco is now. Gentrification, blah 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 blah. Um, how are these families living in the city in nineteen ninety five? Our well, family I mean, couldn't afford to live in the city in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> and not even San Francisco, Albany. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, you couldn't afford uh, like a single family home on a regular, you know. A two-person. Yeah. It's, uh, that's, um, that's strike one against this film. Totally unrealistic. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they, so they're next door neighbors in um, San Francisco. Uh, they've known each other since they're little kids. Ollie Wong's character, Sasha, has absentee parents. She's a latchkey kid. And so I, she just spent a lot of time over with Randall's family. Blah, 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 yeah, she blah. She probably lived next door to our mom. Yeah, and then, um, you know, the, the end of high school, they have sex. It's awkward. And then um, they get in, like, a little argument. Yeah, well, I mean, it's and like don't his talk mom to just each dies. I mean, it's and like he says some crazy shit. I have to assume they talk to each other after that, right? I don't know. Well, no, the movie sets it up. That, no, they didn't talk to each other again for like fifteen years, and it's like there's no way that would ever happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's first of all, it's your best friend of your entire life, right? Like, yeah, maybe you'll be angry for like a month, you know what I mean? But you're gonna start talking to each other again. And then they make like the sex thing is a big deal, you know what I mean? Like, no, you're gonna talk to 
Oh, we had awkward sex in my car. Oh, we're never going to talk to each other. Like, fucking no, that's not going to happen. People don't do that shit. <laughs> it's fine, though. It's for a movie, you know? It's just like, I don't know. It's like I said, it's like, ah, dumb romantic comedy shit. Like, eh. In real life, like, you'd be fine after, like, a week or two, you know? You won't even find the next day. I mean, you've known each other your entire lives. Yeah, like, and it was 2003. You could have just, like, texted each other, too, you know, if you're too scared to, like, talk about it face-to-face, you know? You could already text people in 2003. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a little crazy, but, you know, like I said, it's uh, it's for a movie. You can't hate it too much, you know? You gotta gotta set up the the plot, the little contrivances. That's how it works in a movie. Disregard it. Um... Uh, Ali Wong's character grows up to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> I, uh, disp- I uh, do not agree with anything about her character. Yeah, I don't. It, all the abuse she espouses, I'm like, I kind of like Randall Park's character. I'm, I'm on Marcus's uh, side on all this. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I like. Uh, no, His I don't. Dad seems cool. Why? What's wrong? Well, the big thing is she's like, oh. She just assumed he'd go to New York with her, and she she didn't ever mention it to him. And then she's like, "Well, it's because you're a coward." And it's like, if some, <laughs> someone did that it. to me, it was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to New York. You're coming with me. And if you don't, you're pussy." And it's like, "Well, no, um, my family lives here. You know what I mean?" And it's like, "And you didn't ever mention it to me." Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not a, I'm not, a, I'm not just a, a purse to be carried yeah, around, no. madam. <laughs> Yeah, because he's yeah, because she's like, oh, I'm dating this guy and he's a regular person. It's like, okay, so that's that that part. I'm okay with that part, but oh no, but she like says it to the her adoring fans as if you know, like oh yeah, well she needs a little bit clout for yeah, dating a regular person. Yeah, I don't want to be used just for for your benefit. Mm. She she kind of sucks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of sucks. Also. This movie's not very funny, except for Randall Park. Did you notice that? Well, he's, he's got a lot of charm. You know, he, every time I see him, I'm like, uh, he, he looks like he'd give a good hug. He's very charismatic. I like his, um, he's got nice smile lines when I was watching him. I was like, I could get me some of those. I'd be okay with those. <laughs> I don't got any wrinkles yet, though, really. But when I do, hopefully I get some of them give smile, them smile lines. lines. It's pretty tight. Um, I don't really know who Ali Wong is. Stand-up comedian. Okay. I was thinking that was the situation here, because this is always what happens with stand-up comedians for like the last 25 years or so, is um, you you have like one su- successful stand-up special, or a couple of them. Yeah, and she then had a couple, like, to be fair. And then like, hey, do you want to make a sitcom, or do you want to do a movie, and blah, blah, blah. They don't have sitcoms anymore. So now it's, hey, do you want to do romantic comedy for Netflix? And this is what she did, right? Yeah, basically. And then she's doing more stand-up specials for Netflix. This is probably part of a deal. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, I don't particularly like this film. I don't like dislike it either. It's, yeah, it's, it's just romantic fine. comedy. But I, that's cool that like <clears throat> um, that still happens, I guess. Our stand-up comedians are some of like our worst artists at this point in society. But it is. I always kind of were. Again, it's the gems that stand out. But I I think I guess it is still kind of cool that yeah, if you you're good at making people laugh enough, hey, you maybe you get a movie out of it. So I'll applaud her for that. She just um apparently she wrote this movie with Randall Park, 
and someone who's attached to be one of the writers for the Akira live action movie, which fucking. How many people have been attached to the Akira live action movie though? Like a million, <laughs> bunch of fucking bunch of haters. But why did she write her character to be so disagreeable? <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, maybe you just have a problem with boss women. I, I as presented in this film, which is kind of the cliche of what a boss bitch is. Yeah, kinda. Because these are um not because it's a woman who's uh confidently yeah, capital. No matter what you do, it's, that's the problem. Sometimes like it's yeah. not because she's a woman; it's because she's being an asshole. Well, it's also like these are um values and goals that she's aspiring to that I um don't see the value in, right? Yeah, and especially I, I like hanging around San Francisco eating dumplings. Yeah, especially yeah, especially as since this pertains to food too, because she's a culinary figure, right? But she does Asian bullshit fusion, which is like what the f-? you know what I mean? Like that is offensive to me because I like <laughs> food a lot, and yeah, no, like going to some greasy ass like fucking Chinese diner, hell yeah, I'd rather go there than fucking whatever this bullshit is. You know what I mean? Like the values espoused by her character are um really antithetical to like most of the things I believe, so. It was really hard for me to be on her side about a lot of things. Except for, um, I mean, yeah, Daniel Day Kim's character. He is a dick to her, obviously. You yeah, know what I mean? Well. I'm not like a he-man woman hater. I'm just <laughs> like, I'm a capitalist go-getter entrepreneur hater. Because I think this is stupid. She doesn't ever see her family. She lives on the other well, side I mean, of the country. To be fair, that's, she learned that from her family. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I guess an argument oh, could be made. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When we're going to get together, I don't know when. Something, we're going to have a fun time. Yeah, babe. You know the song. Have a real good time, then. And I guess an argument could be made. And possibly in, like, a better film, they could have explored, like, the refugee experience of a Vietnamese family and having to work hard to provide for their daughter and not be able to spend time with her and how like that perpetuates through another generation of family and blah blah blah. but they didn't have time for that shit all right she's just boss bitch you got it no. fucking she's a boss i don't understand anything these days that doesn't <clears> make sense to me uh randall park's band doesn't seem very good no it's cute though it wasn't they're good in like a, a like oh that's that's fun kind of way the yeah. local boys huh <laughs> like as they were yeah as they were depicted in the film where they're like yeah we're really popular like on this block and it's like yeah i could see that you know what i mean just like uh not even like the whole of the city just um parts of the tenderloin are really into this band <laughs> yeah they just have a have like a core group of like 30 people that follow them from one bar mm-hmm. to, the, to, to the other bar childhood friends sasha and marcus have a falling out and don't speak for 15 years unbelievable Unbelievable. Oh, spicy. Um, her character's like best friend, assistant, business manager, pregnant um friend. Mm-hmm. Is she also like a stand-up comedian too? Because she's not a very good actress. Uh, I think so, but I'm not really as familiar with her. I'd have to look it up to double check. She was uh like charming in the movie, but you know, what I mean, she just like wasn't a very good actress. Well, now, it looks like she's acted in. A whole bunch of shit. A bunch of TV shows. She was in uh, Aquafina is Nora from Queens. I didn't know that was a TV show. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that Ali Wong's show? It uh, lasted two episodes. 
Oh, no, she was in two episodes. Oh. <laughs> I was about to be like, damn, we only got two episodes of that shit. In this day and age, when you can just sell, like, a whole series to fucking Netflix, they only got two episodes of that shit. <laughs> with help from her dad and grandmother, Nora Lum navigates young adulthood in Flushing, New York, with her cousin. Uh, Aquafina's canceled, huh? Lots of people are canceled these days. She's canceled because her uh, accent was fake, which is kind of shitty. One no, that was a character that she was doing, sir, and it was fine. I, I guess. Think. I don't know. It was really kind of weird. I don't know. It's not as it's not as egregious as some other people do. It's nah. Other people pull, but it is kind of weird to 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 kind of throw that accent on and off like that. Um. Well, I mean, first of all, it's offensive, uh, it, right? But, it's um, just because I mean, people do that in real life because they of work or you know personal relationships. But I don't know, just it, to do it in an entertainment situation, like for the stage, it just feels strange to me. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, everyone uh, code switches. Like that's just how humans interact. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but it's uh, strange for her to do it, like yeah, as a character and kind of like tongue in cheek. You know what I mean? Like. Because part of the humor is like, oh, look at me, an Asian girl who sounds like this, right? But, like, there's for sure tons of people of, like, Asian descent in New York that sound like that, right? Cause, like, if people sound like where they where they grow up and the people that are around, you know? So, like, there's for sure people that sound like that, but, like... I speak the Queen's English, sir. Or the King's. Whatever, whoever's in charge over there these days. Yeah, I guess, it, like, it is kind of like like soft low-key exploit exploitative right because it is just kind of first of all look i don't know i'm not gonna dog in this fight yeah whatever it's for someone else to figure out um black americans and asian americans you guys get together figure out how i'm supposed to feel about it and i'm on board that's like when people if people ask me like you know like real nitty-gritty details about like uh you know trans issues and stuff and it's like man i don't know if you guys figure it out let me know yeah. what you want to do <laughs> what like the when the count you you guys get together you form like a council of babes or something you fucking let me know what the deal is all right, all right i got it we're good i'm on board uh what else can we glean from this film randall park's character has a weird girlfriend yeah well and then i guess well you should talk about keanu the big yeah the, the big keanu the big situation that arises in the film, uh, Keanu Reeves is in it as himself. He's a, a long storied legacy lineage, if you will, of uh, iconic actors playing themselves in extended cameos. You got uh, Bill Murray in Zombieland and uh, Keanu Reeves in this movie. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris in um, Harold and Kumar. No, I want to uh, do the bad one. Julia Roberts in Ocean's 12. Is it 12? Yeah, Ocean's. I think it's Ocean's 12. Yeah, that sucks. Especially, Ocean's 11 is like a pretty good little like crowd pleasing movie. It's a fun movie. movie. And then the second, like, hey, we're going to masturbate all over ourselves. Yeah. Why well, just masturbate? I'm like, no, George Clooney. I don't want to. Do you know, plenty Not of people would pay. else watching. Plenty of people would pay good money to see George Clooney masturbate. Not with Bruce Willis there. Bruce Willis? He was in the Ocean's 12. You don't remember that? No, I don't. Oh, my God. That's a really terrible joke I can make right now. 
What about Bruce doesn't remember Adventure? either. Ha! Oh yeah, Casey Affleck was in it. That's for true. He was in uh, Ocean's Eleven as well. And Ocean's Thirteen. George Clooney, Ed Cross, Julia Roberts, Don Tiffany, David and Larry Sontag. Um, these are they're not in order of building billing, unfortunately. <laughs> Why don't you just Google it instead of looking through the cast? Never. Bruce Willis wasn't in this. He was too. No, you're wrong. You made it up. Ah, oh, there he is, Bruce Willis. <laughs> As Bruce Willis, uncredited. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That was a twofer. Mm-hmm. You forgot that one. He wasn't extended it. He was only in for like five mm-hmm. minutes. Well, we got to pay him like $13 million for it. Yeah, anyhow, we got a real Bruce Willis situation here and always be my maybe. So Ali Wong breaks up with her boyfriend, Daniel Day Kim. Um, probably one of like the most uh, handsomest TV actors I've ever seen. I'm surprised he didn't become a major star. Every time I see him, I'm like, man, that guy. Just look at his face. That guy is like fucking uh, caricature of a handsome man. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that is what a handsome man looks like. But um, yeah, they break up. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to start seeing. We're going to spend some time apart and figure shit out and then he's seeing uh, what Padma Lakshmi and right. then, so she runs into Keanu Reeves Ollie Wong does and dates Keanu Reeves as you do mm-hmm. and um this is he's riding the high of uh uh come fresh fresh off of uh fucking E3 cyberpunk um unveiling right when this would have been I think it sure fucking looks like it from his, his outfit. Wow. Uh, you know what? I'm not afraid to say it. Keanu Reeves, he's starting to show his age. You know, the portrait's catching up with him. I'm. That's fine because he's like what 57 or some shit now. <laughs> he's pretty old, and it's not like he looks bad. He just looks, you know. Kyle, I'm just saying you got to be brave. Don't know this. Oh, he doesn't age. Bullshit. Look, he's, a- and he's aged beautifully, but he's aged. Oh, okay, he's 58. That's crazy. I thought I was exaggerating when I was like, he's 57 or some shit. No, he is 58. You know what? He still looks pretty good for 58, I think. Not as good as uh, fucking Billy Gunn, the professional wrestler, though, who's about to be 60 and is fucking jacked. Well, that's <laughs> when you get those. When you get the right mix. <laughs> I guess so. He's got the perfect mix where like it doesn't seem to have caused any health complications, but he's staying jacked. I guess maybe, maybe he'll get to like 65 and his heart might all just explode, possibly, but whatever. <clears throat> uh yeah so Keanu Reeves just kind of he just kind of chews the scenery for a while there's like an important um sort of emotional crescendo between our two uh leads involving Keanu Reeves that um you know leads to them having sex again and dating and then Ali Wong her character um sucks so there's the third act turmoil right um you all know what I'm talking about everyone's read save the cat right What's that particular story beat called in Save the Cat? Do you recall? I don't fucking remember anymore. Uh, ah, damn. <laughs> I'll pull up the beat sheet later if you want. We should go over it one day. Let's, I, let's go over the beat sheet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Save the Cat beat sheet. Hell yeah. It's like the break into third, I think, or something like oh, that. Oh, there's a Save the Cat website. Yeah, of course there is. So they have Save, Save the, the Cat, cat books for fucking everything. Dot com. And then uh, the beat sheets, the, the, the first link here. Uh, goes to like um, doing beat analysis on some uh, famous films and stuff. Oh, is uh, is uh, blank check on there? Fableman's beat sheet analysis. 
analysis. Oh, uh, you know, uh, Spielberg. I, I am. I'm almost positive this is very famous. Does not follow the three act structure when he writes it. He actually follow does a two act. He writes it in like two parts, or at least in his mind, it's in it's two parts, not three acts. Interestingly but I mean, enough, you can still break down. You can break down any story into three acts, and you can actually argue about where the these acts start. The uh, in the film Fablemans, uh-huh. uh, David Lynch appears at the end as John Ford, and tells Steven Spielberg exactly what he ever will need to know about making films, and then that's what Steven Spielberg did for his entire career. And uh, David Lynch's John Ford didn't once mention Save the Cat. Yeah, shocking. Did he yeah, mention he... the three act structure though? <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. Uh, he tells them to look at a series of paintings in his office, right? And they're all uh, Western paintings, obviously, because he's John Ford. He's like, where's the horizon yeah. at? And it's in the middle. Where's the horizon at? It's in the bottom. Where's the horizon at? It's at the top. And it's just, when the horizon's at the bottom or at the top, it's interesting. When the horizon's in the middle, it's fucking boring. <laughs> Get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Uh, okay, now we got to find the actual beat sheet. In this article, you will learn what the Save the Cat beat sheet is. Origins of Save the Cat. A beat-by-beat breakdown of each step. No thank you. Man, you're bad at Google. Cat Opening image, play. setup, theme started, catalyst, debate. That's act one. Act two, break into two. B story. Fun in games. Midpoint. Bad guys close such in. stupid names. All is lost. Dark night. Act two, three. Break into three. Finale. Final image. So we're in the um, all is the lost Dark Knight phase, right? Is yeah. what we're talking about. Because she's like, oh, you got to come to New York with me. And he's like, no, I got to help my dad take his insulin. But it turns out his dad is fucking getting real freaky naughty, huh? With uh, Diana Ross. Uh, yeah, Diana Ross impersonator from a birthday that took place earlier in the film. A child's birthday. He's getting his dick wet. He's but got I've a big Diana Ross um, crush. Planet Terror with uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino, and he's like, I'm gonna go get my dick wet. And it's like, it, it was it, it especially crass and vulgar because it was Quentin Tarantino saying, it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, like if it would have been like uh, Josh Brolin from earlier in the film who said it, you would have been like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ah, Quentin, <laughs> Maybe those incels are right. If you're attractive, you can get away with saying more, <laughs> uh, more blue things. Come on, Quentin Tarantino. It's weird looking, and he's got that. No one wants to have him whisper anything in their ears. Beat one opening image is zero to one percent of the film. In case you're wondering, I'm not. This is I took a class on this one. It was called (laughs) Intro to Screenwriting, and I fucking hated it. I remember I took that class, and they assigned Save the Cat, and I was like, "Ah, I'm not picking that book up. (laughs) I'm not paying for that shit. I, I got for it. I mean, you got a free <laughs> yeah. PDF, yeah. It was free PDFs of it. Oh, and then I, then I'm like, oh, maybe the uh, the intermediate class is better. And guess what I read for that? Save the cat part two. No story. Story by Robert McTee. Unfortunately, you can't really be taught art. Um, what you need to do is, um, we need affordable housing. And money for the arts and that sort of thing. Not um, some sort of weird school you go to that just kind of gives you a t- certificate that validates your privilege and like launders you into like another tier of jobs or whatever. 
But, you know, I, I, at the top of the podcast, we mentioned, uh, or the top of talking about this movie, I mentioned how uh, all these things are antithetical to me, but the world doesn't make sense to me because to me it seems antithetical to human nature or whatever. Fuck it. Just a bunch of dumb assholes designed it. Fucking Henry Ford. <laughs> uh, Is John Ford, goddammit? No, because John Ford's yeah, real last name is uh, yeah. McFeeny. Uh, Ali Wong and Randall Park said that Keanu Reeves was their first choice for the film. I mean, I would hope so. Because I guess you just change the script or whatever to be, okay, we couldn't get Keanu, so all right, well, now it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> That could have been fun too. (laughs) I guess I thought of Jeffrey Dean Morgan because of Walking Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, I don't know. When was the last time I thought about Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Um, uh, Reeves had watched Wong's Netflix special, Baby Cobra, and read the script to Always Be My Baby and said yes. Uh, Wong said he wrote, I would be honored to be part of your love story. Park said that Reeves was quoting lines from Wong's special. Yeah, it sounds like Keanu. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is kind of cool. He's kind of sick with it. It's like it's annoying that he basically became a meme, right? And like, I don't want to give credit to like nerds on the internet who think Keanu's cool. But, but he's cool. He's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. He's kind of sick with it. He was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, but he was awful in it. Oh, Dracula! I am from. England. There's something like almost charming about it now, though. Like no, that movie was it, could have been so like, good. Wow, it is good though. It's still like nine out of ten. <laughs> I don't know. There's some parts, of, other parts of it too. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'd say eight and a half. Nine out of ten. There's a, directly turns into the werewolf and he's having sex with that dame. Wow, 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 uh, Keanu filmed all the scenes in four days between shooting John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. I, 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 I would hope so. He's only in really one scene. Yeah, that's true. It's just the dinner and then to Keanu's apartment, right? Uh, yeah. Um, in an interview on the National Public Radio program Weekend Edition Sunday, that's a terrible name for a radio show. Why isn't it called, like, <laughs> Weekend in the Big Titties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get away with that one. But great. Something snappy <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then do the sound effects. <laughs> it's six in the morning, and we're here to talk to you about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fart Man in the Big Titties on National Public Radio. Uh, Ali Wong said the one way she wanted to set this movie apart from other more conventional romantic comedies was to omit the traditional makeup or makeover subplot for the female lead. Something that people picked up on is that she wears the glasses from the beginning to the end, which is extremely rare in a rom-com. But usually there's some sort of makeover that involves where they ditch the glasses, and I'm not ditching those glasses. I, I didn't notice that at all. But I that feel kinda, like it's more you know. of a um, trope of like the teen rom-coms yeah i don't really know um, that i think i see that a lot in like the older you know like the 30 set rom-com movies no they don't have that in like sleepless in seattle or anything do they yeah Mm. they do in breakfast club though again that's the teen rom-coms yeah do you think this this movie is about 30 year olds (laughs) do you think maybe ali wong's mind is uh she's got a bit of that millennial arrested development and she's only familiar with uh 
teenager teenage uh media we're the same fucking age yeah but we both mo- have children yeah but most millennials have weird arrested development problem oh my no maybe you know what <laughs> fucking yeah. A, yeah i'm a goddamn <laughs> i'm a man i'm a an adult man that's right i'm <laughs> the manliest man i've i've watched shinji somai movies i my imagination is not in the grip of fucking Back to the Future or some dumb shit. I mean, back What's to the Future movie. Holes. I don't know. Like, what are you going to show on Back to the Future? <laughs> you don't like Michael J. Fox? What's he ever done to you? Was he in The Walking Dead? Didn't think so. No. I'm all about The Thank Walking God. Dead now. <laughs> that episode the other day, the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, I guess spoilers for anyone who's seen The Walking Dead because Ariel was watching it. When it was an episode where they, I guess, they first introduced the idea of Negan, like this random ass biker gang just shows up out of nowhere. And he's like, we're here from Negan. And then like, there's a rocket launcher they get hit by. And they're like, hey, we got him. We blow them up. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know what's much more dangerous than zombies? Man. Man, other people. They Man. leaned into that a little too hard. It's in the comics, dude. I mean, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves improvised some of his scenes. I like how all these IMDb facts revolve around the Keanu Reeves stuff. Because that's really the most interesting part yeah it's like it stands out quite a bit from the rest of the movie aside from yeah, randall it's park, a lot zanier randall park's a lot is um i like randall park i didn't really know who he was until i watched this and i was like i like this guy this guy's cool <laughs> i like ali wong seems fine too i don't have a problem with her i just the character that she wrote is like despicable to me <laughs> but you, you also just said she probably has arrested development i mean randall park probably does too to be honest most millennials are pretty fucked up the financial crisis that was never resolved that rolled into a, like a right wing boom and then a pandemic it seemed to fuck everyone up, huh? I'm doing. I, you know what you're talking about? Perfect over here. Nah, oh, you okay. today at some point recently your baby threw up on you. <laughs> that was like that was three days ago. <laughs> and you know what? I threw up right back on him. <laughs> Uh, Keanu improvised some of his scenes. It was his idea to list all the Chinese dignitaries in the game night scene. <laughs> That's pretty he funny. Listed two, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, it was just like Xi Jinping and um, I forget who the second one was. So he knows more than me, apparently. Because that line was actually pretty good because of like how offended he was about it. Right? <laughs> you don't think I know Chinese dignitaries? <laughs> uh, still improvised the lines. Um, I miss your light. I miss your soul. And I don't have a problem, Sasha. What's your problem? Along with the karate gestures. Well, he knows karate. And kung fu. Probably something mm. else. I mean, that could, like... That karate stuff isn't too inventive. Because, like, you think about, like, other, like, goofy, overconfident assholes in movies. There's a lot of them that do, like, karate stuff, right? You know yeah. what I mean? They're like, I'm getting chop, chop, chop. Every, uh, every Jim Carrey <laughs> bit I've ever seen ends with him doing karate. Yeah. Uh, so, Ali Wong told New York Magazine... That when it looked like Keanu Reeves might not be unavailable, a number of other men were considered for the role, including Hong Kong actor Tony Lin, mm-hmm. uh, Filipino American actor and martial artist uh, Mark DeCascos, Indian American director M. Night Shyamalan, and Paul really? Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah. And in parentheses, in parentheses after Paul Giamatti, just to clarify, it says not Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. Uh, yeah, Keanu Reeves is the best on that list. <clears throat> no, oh, no, no, no uh, offense to Mr. Jumai. 
<laughs> well, the last option was Randall Park's idea because he thought Giamatti would be a funny choice. It would be. <laughs> it would be really funny. <laughs> well, they, uh, they, uh, I thought she was catering like a Kevin James, like young Ben Franklin bio click thing for Netflix, right? I, I'm like, it's for sure it's going to be Kevin James. <laughs> That's the only Kevin. white person in this movie. Yeah. Ali Wong vetoed it, explaining it was very important to me that it be someone who is Asian American who would also be Marcus's worst nightmare. Because if Daniel Day Kim, who plays Sasha's fiance in the beginning of the film, showed up, you'd be like, ah, if you're Marcus. It's got to be even worse than that. So it's got to be someone who's internationally iconic and someone who fits the two Venn diagrams is basically Keanu Reeves. Uh, I guess based on the one drop rule, Keanu Reeves is Asian American, right? Does it work the same way like that? I don't know the rules, man. Don't ask me. Oh, <laughs> uh, luckily the Are there I'm, rules. I think they just yeah. make them up and the, as they go along and every few years uh white people get mad about it for some reason. Yeah. That's why I'm laughing about it cuz it doesn't really matter. Now the rules are going to change anyways. <clears throat> uh oh, here you go. It, the, luckily IMDb was uh, able to follow up with the relevant fact. Keanu Reeves has Chinese and Hawaiian ancestry on his paternal side. There you go. Hey. <clears throat> Hawaiian technically Pacific Islander, they consider that Asian. They um what is, they have the Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month all lumped together, so Yeah, but it's just for assholes. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I well, mean Asia's um, a big place. You really should break it up even further. Well, yeah. It's a continent. Uh, they do. They think a lot of the Polynesian peoples, the Pacific Islander peoples, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, possibly originated from the island of Taiwan. So, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, like. Yeah, I know they're like very <laughs> clearly distinct different cultures, and yeah, it's uh, it's pretty stupid. But yeah, even also, like this factoid, like this IMDb fact up here, where it's like. Paul Giamatti, not Asian. It's like, yeah, M. Night Shyamalan is Asian too, but like, is it the same kind of Asian? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It's like... I don't know. It depends. Again, are we asking the cops or are you asking me? Oh, We're currently geez. looking for a Muslim man. It's just so ridiculous. And you know, there's like real hard consequences to all this dumb bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. How terrible. Oh, shit. You want to talk about some weird ass capitalism shit? Let's talk about Kevin Durant's uh, appearance in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. What? He's in Call of Duty? Yeah. Call of Duty. I want, they, someone released his lines on YouTube. I want to listen to them because apparently they're awful. I'll wait till after this podcast is over. Something guys, to look forward to. <laughs> well, you know, like all the NBA 2K games where they get the players to do Oh, know, the voice acting? Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> Jamie plays those games and it's really funny to listen to. <laughs> yeah. So I just imagine that's what Kevin Durant's like in Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, but it's even funny though because they're, they're getting shot at, and he's like, he's probably like, die, die in here. Hey, get get down. We have enemies on our six. That's a good line. That's good. That's a good one, right? Like we take a just one more time. One more time, champ. All right, we got enemies on our six. All right. Um. Again. Yeah, you know what? That's we're gonna let's call it. That's lunch, guys. We're gonna we're gonna come back. Do um, the name of Marcus's band, Hello Peril. Do you uh, understand what that is a reference to? No. Do I? Uh, Yellow Peril. 
you know, the propaganda xenophobia shit. Oh, Asians from like yeah. the 1800s. Yeah. Susan Park and Randall Park, no relation, co starring fresh off the boat as sister and brother in law. Here they play mother and son. Sort of. I mean, she's whatever. I mean, she plays the mother of him as a 14 year old or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, I like that they had no relation. Yeah, because, you know. Well, it's like. When, you, know. you know, people people never have the same last name in common, huh? <laughs> that never happens unless they're family. Like Danny and Donald Glover. No relation. Family. Like family. family. Uh, he's back. The Rock, he's family. I my impersonation of Vin Diesel doesn't sound anything like Vin Diesel, but it's like what I want Vin Diesel to sound like. It's all about family. It's like you're gonna smash his Switchstone doesn't really sound like that, but kinda. <laughs> He's in there. The big star of the film is Vancouver standing in once again for San Francisco. Woohoo! They did some tracking uh, shots of uh San Francisco though. Yeah, they uh oh they were able to do two weeks of filming on location in San Francisco. Sweet. You know, this nice. is why I saw I married an expert or such a great romantic comedy. That was back when you could afford to film in San Francisco. <laughs> now you can't. It's actually well, it's... because of all the crime. It has nothing to do with the tech bros, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it's all the uh, crime. And you know, fent- the fentanyl thing is, you know, we should probably do something about that. Um, um, Sasha and Marcus are childhood friends about the same age. In real life, Randall Park is eight years older than Ali Wong. Yeah, I could see that. She doesn't really have smile lines like he does. <laughs> in the end credit song... I punched Keanu Reeves. Randall Park raps that he, he should join the Justice League and the Avengers. Due to his roles in Aquaman and Ant-Man and the Wasp slash WandaVision, he is in both the Justice League and the Avengers film franchises. Well. I didn't know he was in either of them shits. I don't really you know. You talked about him last week being in Ant-Man, I think. So you at least were aware of it at one point and then Alzheimer's yourself out of it. Yeah. It's I didn't like know he's a- in the Aquaman movies because I do not I've never watched those movies. Yeah. I mean, sorry, uh, Momoa. I got brain damage. I've, I've had like too many concussions. How am I supposed to remember he was in that man and the Wasp Quantum Man? It's doing it and doing it. One division. Why? Yeah, he was in one division. <clears throat> I mean, the to to like keep it like real, keep it one hundred. Um, I like to keep it about 90, 93 tops. I'm gonna keep it three hundred, like uh, Chief Keef. I'm three hundred. But, um, yeah, like, it sucks when good actors are in Marvel movies, like, for me as a viewer, because then I won't get to see him in better movies, but good for you, man. You <laughs> get a paycheck. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's the dream anyways, right? You just want to, like, get in there, get some of that Marvel money, get out, say, fuck it. Now I'm going to, now I'm, I'm investing vitamin water. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm really thirsty now. You need some of that vitamin water. Sugar's a vitamin, right? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> check this out. Ali Wong and Randall Park met in the late 1990s during a fried rice cooking competition hosted by a mutual friend from the LCC Theater Company, an Asian American performance group Park co founded while attending UCLA. Park and Wong stayed in touch and remained close friends in support of each other's, each other's projects. That's kind of cool, actually. I like fried rice. Yeah, fried rice rules. Ali Wong. She is from San Francisco, California. Why'd she go to UCLA, though? Uh, 
uh, you want to go to UC Berkeley. Obviously, you go to UC Santa Cruz because they're the banana slugs. <laughs> the banana slugs. They have the best merchandise. Yeah, Randall. School. Randall Parks from Los Angeles. Not to be a little uh, Bay Area centric, but that checks out. I don't remember there being too many Korean Americans in the Bay Area. <laughs> there, there were there were a few. You don't remember that very special episode of Hang with Mr. Cooper? No, it was an episode where they're like, we got to learn cultural sensitivity about uh, kimchi jjigae. I thought there was like something about a Korean shopkeeper, but maybe I misremember an episode. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just being. A he played bit, for the Golden State Warriors. I'm just being a little bit ridiculous, <laughs> obviously. But uh, there's historically and famously um, large Korean American presence in Los Angeles, whereas San Francisco. Um, Chinese American, Vietnamese, Cambodian, Filipino. Yeah, and uh, living in the city. Fried mm. rice and lumpia now. You god damn it, I'm hungry. There used to be a barbecue place over here that um they made like regular ass like American barbecue, but they're um Filipino owned, so they also served lumpia. Wait, is it still here? Around here? Uh, yeah, it used to be over Oh, is this the barbecue place you and dad used to talk about all the time? No, um, no, that was a soul food place, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like a soul food place. Yeah, all the good places you tell me about after they close. Well, they no, nothing, nothing like real lasts out here except for um, Mexican restaurants. You know what I mean? There's that the, the pork shop, uh, but I think that's about it. It's all like franchise shit and uh, uh, Mexican restaurants, which I mean, that's it's kind of just Arizona. Arizona's in a constant war between like suburban middle class white culture and still being like part of mexico it's uh mexico's losing yeah how long about food uh yeah when's the last time you had taco bell oh i don't know like four weeks ago maybe five weeks ago but before oh, that really? i don't know yeah it's probably been like a year i haven't had it in a long time but i haven't basically haven't had it since they got rid of double decker tacos <laughs> Yeah, that was your favorite years. item. Like, fuck this yeah. shit. It's funny because they have all the ingredients. They have all the so shit there. Yeah, just make it. That sucks. How ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah, I don't um, eat fast food too often anymore. And like, anytime I do eat, like, not at home, it's just Filibertos. Oh yeah, Filibertos. What's favoritos? I'll get. Um, I made uh, green chili tonight, but. Uh, Sometimes, like, there's been a couple times with Filibertos, I'll get, like, a green chili burrito from Filibertos mm-hmm. and, like, get food poisoning, but I'll eat it again. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never had like, I've like legitimately never had food poisoning from Filibertos. I have twice, I think, in the last, like, few years, and both times is because, like, the green chili pork, I think. Oh, I guess I don't get green chili from them. But I've gotten pork. I've gotten <laughs> the uh, atabata. Yeah, and, like, chorizo and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, the way Trezo is packaged, if there's anything left alive in those fucking lips and assholes, I'll be amazed. That's a good point. It is just kind of whatever. It's just like super processed with spices and salt. And like, like, fuck, man. If if bacteria made it through that, it deserves to kill me. Let's kill this love. Five stars because Keanu Reeves. Let's see what the lowest ratings are. I don't actually have particular disdain for this movie. It's just kind of boring, yeah, romantic comedy. But I want to, I want to see what the, the real fucking haters have to say. 
watched this twice and it gave me a headache both times. Why the fuck you watched it twice? <laughs> I wonder if it was the movie. Yep, it was. <laughs> what the fuck? I hate this movie. It makes me extremely uncomfortable. Plus, I've seen it twice and I remember none of it. What the fuck? What? It makes me extremely uncomfortable. I watched it twice. <laughs> Crack kills, man. <laughs> this movie is actually pretty cute. It's just that a girl that ghosted me happens to be in it. Whoa, which one? <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe like one of the... Um... I'm not going to go hunting through the background. Extras. <laughs> well, like maybe it's just like uh, the, the young uh, Ali Wong characters. Because the... this is 2019, <laughs> four years ago, about four years ago. The eight-year-old? When the eight-year-old? No, like when they're like, you know, like 14 or whatever in the beginning. They, but as... Didn't by the time they got to four? No, I guess they were still had other <clears throat> actors by fourteen. But the eighteen, they definitely were themselves. Yeah, the like sex scene, they were themselves. But the two other segments before that, it was younger kids. It was like ten year olds and then like little teens. You know, like teenagers that like don't really, you know, little teens, <laughs> like thirteen, fourteen year olds, little teens. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he got ghosted by that girl. I'm not doing any more research. I'm just stating That's what happened. Text, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, honestly, good for her. Based on her IMDb profile picture and his letterbox picture, she made the right choice. If he's that petty. Yeah, that's uh, not worth it. She made the right choice. If that would happen to me, I would have come on here, given the movie five stars and said, notice me, queen. Step on me, queen. Notice me, senpai. That's what I'd say. I would have uh, said nothing and moved on with my life. <clears throat> yeah, but I like a little. Uh, I like to be a little dramatic. You know what I mean? Uh, I've been accused of being quite flamboyant in my life. Yeah, bit, uh, that's what I've always said. You're so flamboyant. A little dramatic. A little emotional. You're a little melodramatic. Yeah. You know, I just. I was meant for the stage. I like to entertain. I like to put on a little song and dance. And sometimes I just. Sometimes, well, sometimes I, just, I don't got no one to perform for. I perform for myself. I perform for myself. And sometimes I just don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> sometimes my emotions just get the best of me. This movie failed to make me feel anything. Also, why was Keanu Reeves show up? Fucking for the <laughs> jokes, dummy. Why will Why was Keanu Reeves show up? Why would Keanu Reeves show up? It was fine. It was a cute little romantic comedy. Uh, looks like some Netflix shit. I don't buy that they live in the city. They'd be the richest kids on planet Earth <laughs> living in San Francisco. Sorry, I keep just saying the city. Like I'm some sort of bumpkin, but that's just kind of how we refer to it. Like I'm some sort of country bumpkin. Some sort of country bumpkin. You, know, you didn't call it Frisco? <laughs> country bumpkin from out in the cuts. They find I was out in the goddamn North Bay. The, out of the Susun Marina. Out there fishing, looking for fucking uh, crawdaddies crawdads and making sure to know none of them there uh, pumas come out of the hills, them mountain lions, and cougars, cougars, them cougars, they a come out there snatch up them joggers. Um, yeah, but it's not, it's not bad, it's uh, just some uh, some romance shit. It looks like a Netflix movie, Randall Park's charming. Uh, yeah, anyways, Ali Wong's uh, not bad. I, her character just sucks. Um, but it's cute. Uh, James Saito's funny in it. Whatever, it's, it's San Francisco's cool. Uh, I give it 4 out of 10. 
It's just a romantic comedy. It's fine. Check it out if you like it. I guess it's about a one. Yeah, just check it out if you feel like it. Why not? Yeah, right? check it out. You got, you want to watch a romantic comedy? <laughs> you got uh, you got an hour and a half to kill. Watch it. Actually, I'll Shut move up. it up to like a five out of ten. Now that I think about it, because <clears throat> I was gonna say there's lots of romantic comedies on Netflix, and there is, but they're for like teenagers. So I'm moving. I'm giving this one an extra point because uh, it's like an adult movie. It's like for adults, kind of. Well, that's that's why I don't have adults, that but... uh, that glow up scene, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know it's for adults. Adults. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is just it is strange to watch a romantic movie where they're like, you know, um, adults because <laughs> 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 they're like not in high school or college or that time period or you know, you know like the fucking. And Randall Park's character is a bum in his 30s, just like me. Love it. Heroic. You're a very heroic character. Six out of ten. I love bumps in their 30s. <laughs> it's relatable. Let him wall away in obscurity in San Francisco. Some people want to live that way. Like <laughs> He's me. got dumplings. Yeah, he already knows where all the good restaurants are. Damn. Supposed to figure that out in a whole new city? Fuck that. They even got Filiberto's in New York. You ain't got the answers in New York. Uh, next week. Keys. They got here. You gotta go to the bodega. Yeah, yeah. Only in New York. Huh? Only in New York. We got a pizzeria. You got a bodega. Uh, only in New York. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, New York. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your New York shit. We got corner stores too. They sell really big taquitos. Yeah, you can't get fucking rattlers in New York. You can only get them shits at Circle K. <laughs> Uh, next week, though, um, we are going to return to the great subcontinent of India, and we'll watch a Hindi romantic comedy. It is called Love Per Square Foot. I think it's about, like, not being able to get a house, but, you <laughs> know, like, romance, you know, like, uh, hey, we're friends. We should uh, team up so we can afford to live somewhere. That's the, the that's how space worked. It's also a plotline I've noticed in like multiple Korean dramas and Japanese dramas. And blah, blah. It's almost like there's just some like crazy universal house crisis, housing crisis going on. No one can afford to live anywhere. I wonder how that happened. Hmm. 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 Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows how That'll these things right. happen? Who knows? It's going to be fine. Kevin Durant's in Call of Duty. Uh, fucking uh, David Arquette's not even wrestling anymore. What the fuck? Oh, man. What? What the fuck? Oh God! Not David Arquette. Did you ever uh, watch the, the, docu- the documentary he did about wrestling? Uh, yeah, I did. You cannot kill David Arquette. I watched it the other day, and I was very um, pleasantly surprised. Well, I mean, I like David Arquette anyway, so I was like, "Oh, cool." But like, they kind of kayfabe it a little bit, which is fun, right? Because it's like uh, it's like attitude era kayfabe, where it's like real shit, but they just turn the dial way up, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they act like. Scream and ready to rumble, like, like oh his his Hollywood career ended around that period and he never got over WCW and well, which is like all kind of real shit. Yeah, like he didn't ever achieve the highest. True, he was to. but not. And he did, does have regret about the WCW shit. You know what I mean? But it's also like I think it, the reality of it is more like he had a heart attack. He's getting older. He didn't want his legacy in wrestling to be that WCW shit, so he just went for it. Which is hella tight, but then I do like that the documentary is like high in reality too, kind of playing with like you know, the concept of kayfabe and wrestling. Very good, David Arquette, cool guy. Loves puppets. Yeah, <laughs> strange guy, but a cool guy. And there's tons of uh, now famous wrestlers in it. It's got a uh, RJ City. 
Jungle Boy, and others. Jungle Boy 2. <laughs> Luke Perry's son, Jungle Boy. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, next week, we're gonna do it. We're gonna watch, what was it? Love Per Square Foot? You told me, you told me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. Love Per Square Foot, we're watching it. It's a Hindi language film. It's probably gonna have uh, the most beautiful actors you've ever seen in a film. It seems to be uh, every Hindi language film I watch. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. We're just doing all those hands up on uh, it should be pretty good. Uh, we're going to this month long, four four weeks of romanza. It's romance time. After that, ah. four weeks of only titty movies. A different yeah, the kind of romance. Titty movies Netflix can offer. <laughs> you you might see Ann Nipple. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's. Uh, they're finding even four weeks worth, huh? <laughs> we got Blonde. Watch Blonde again. Uh, uh, what else? What else? VHSKVLT.com. That's our website. Go there to check out this and other podcasts. All the many episodes are big reviews. Um, rate and review this podcast. Answer like the Q&A shit on Spotify. Put some comments in there. They're like, damn, these are the hottest podcasters I've ever seen. I bet they have really big dicks. You know, that sort of thing. Really hype mm. up. Type of shit people want to hear about their podcasters. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll take the VHS cult link. Spread it around. Spread the love like STDs in a um, retirement village. Let everyone know. Give it to everyone. Tell them content sewers out here. Content sewer movie gang. We love watching movies. I am actually streaming now. Go to twitch.tv slash tigerskyle. Monday through Friday. Uh, noon, one o'clock or so. That's usually when I start. I'll what, be are what are you streaming? What do you streams are far. So far, it's been a hardcore World of Warcraft. I'm kind of bored of it already. We're going to try some different Surprising. stuff out this week. Well, maybe the end of the week, we'll go back to hardcore World of Warcraft. I was just like, I forgot how like slow World of Warcraft is in vanilla. Uh, but it's popping off, though. I already got like fucking six, seven followers. Someone donated a dollar to me. So shit's going oh, good. I got to check that, uh, uh, <laughs> that PayPal link to make sure it's still active. Oh no! It's uh, it's, I set up uh, my own different. Oh okay, thing. yeah. So it's just going good. I imagine you know it should only be a couple weeks, and I'll be up there with the Hassan Asmund Golden shit. I'll be top streamer getting for like fifty thousand viewers. You know, well on our way. <laughs> and then the big time. Everyone's getting new cars. We're gonna build a compound. It's gonna rule. About compound out of cars. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for real, go to check panels. it out on Twitch. Uh, I think tomorrow. Well, it doesn't matter. By the time you hear this podcast, tomorrow will be like Thursday or Friday, so I'll probably be playing World of Warcraft again. But I'm gonna do like play some dating sims, um, that type of shit. You know, just have some fun. It's pretty chill. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash/tigerskyle, VHSCult.com, Content Sewer Movie Gang. Love you. Goodbye. Well...